Welcome to the Nicole Romero Creative Podcast. I'm Nicole, an equine assisted empowerment coach for creatives. Along with my horses, I am here to guide you to a more empowered and authentic creative life. Each week, I will dive into industry and inner work topics and offer tools and resources, including some horse wisdom and or share an interview with a fellow creative about their personal journey. If you are ready to begin living your creative purpose and a life of more joy and meaning, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me this week, this holiday week. Uh, If you celebrate Christmas, uh, that is coming up very quickly. Um, But happy holidays to everyone, uh, wherever, however you celebrate. Um, I shared a post on my Instagram uh, yesterday uh, about um, a situation out here with the horses, and uh, I kind of kind of changed what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and so I'm going to share a little bit about, about what happened with that, uh, a little deeper dive, um, because Instagram likes to limit your posts, which I, I kind of get, but, uh, yeah, I didn't have, did not have room to spell all this out. Um, but you know, here we are in the middle of the holiday season, uh, when everyone seems to get extra, uh, I don't know, angry with each other. There always seems to be a lot more um, tension and stress around the holidays for multiple reasons. And uh, what I witnessed with them was just a good reminder to me about exactly why we need to pause and take a step back um, if we start falling into that trap of holiday stress. Um, And uh, what happened was that there's a neighbor uh pasture to us so it's the neighbor's property there's a driveway long driveway in between two fences um but there's horses over there that my um herd of three is connected to um you know they see them every day uh despite the fact that there's a fence and um and yesterday the I was about to leave and I was standing out with um with my three and then I noticed uh, Charlotte getting very, uh, alert and antsy, which is unusual when there's still some food left on the ground and we were at the end of feeding time. Um, and I followed her, she walked over the fence and I saw that one of the horses, a paint horse was laying down completely stretched out. Um, this isn't always necessarily, uh, an indicator of colic if a horse is really comfortable and is stretching out, but, um, given the weather, and my horse's reaction, I was uh, pretty positive this horse was colicking even then. Um, but I followed her over and, oh, sorry, just for a reminder, colic, basically horses can't throw up. And so if they have any kind of upset in their tummy, it can uh, cause them to die very quickly uh, because they have no way of releasing that uh, other than through, uh, you know, the back end. So, um Uh, that's what colic is. And, uh, usually when that happens, uh, someone needs to get the horse up and walk them immediately. Um, you don't want to leave the horse laying down because you're trying to kind of work out the kinks in their stomach. Um, but, uh, this had just happened. She had just laid down and my horse went straight over the fence and was bobbing her head up and down. Uh, it looked like she was (laughs) telling him to get up, to be honest. Um, 
and then my other two horses took notice and they went over there too and my lead gelding was over looking at the barn where they know that their people come from um and then my other one was holding space and they were all just over there um very stressed for this horse that's on the other side of the fence and um fortunately people came out pretty quickly uh but they went over there and these people um were just smoking a cigarette looking at the horse uh someone patted it a couple times and I know these people know what colic is these people know how to address colic so I don't understand why they were responding the way they were um I was hoping they had at least called a vet uh I didn't know what to do I was in the pasture um Let's just say that the people that own the facility where my horses are and these neighbors do not get along. And, um, uh, but I wanted to make sure I was out there in case they needed something. Uh, it was two grown men. Um, and I didn't have anything kind of medicine or anything like that to offer, but I just wanted to be around in case. And also I could feel the stress of my horses. Um, and, them just, I could feel their concern. And so I wanted to be there in support of them in support of that horse. Uh, so I came back over and let the horses stay over there because I didn't want to intrude on the neighbors, um, with whatever they already had going on. Um, and I wish I could have filmed this whole thing, but again, I wouldn't want to, uh, you know, anger anybody, uh, by filming them during a, uh, you know, situation like that. So, uh, even though I was would have been filming for the purposes of my horses, they would have been in the video. So I didn't want to do that. Um, so I took the couple pictures I could get. Um, but anyway, uh, after a few minutes of them just standing there with the horse, they just left it. And they even pat stopped to pat the other horse on the way out um, and just went back to the barn. And uh, I know from the owners here that no one ever came out. No vet came out. No, nothing was done. Uh, but I, so I waited a few more minutes cause I was still at that time, didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and, and then the horse, uh, a few minutes later got up on his own and immediately as the horse began to get up, my herd walked away. They all took a big, um, you know, they had a lick and chew and they all walked back over to where I was on the other side of the pasture. Um, and in that moment, like I, I could see the horse was still distressed, but the fact that he got up was a good sign. Um, and I could feel from my horses that the horse was okay, at least for the moment. And so it let me, uh, relax and be able to, to leave feeling at least a little better that the horse was okay. And for the record, the horse was okay the next day, uh, yesterday. So, um, he's all right. As far as I can tell, I don't see him out here as I'm recording this, but they might just be in the back pasture. So, um, just wanted to put that out there that the horse is alive and well, as far as I know. Um, but what really struck me is my horses, it's just the three of them in this little pasture. Uh, and they have a pasture right next to them that has one of their old herd buddies, um, and then another horse and they always are hanging out over the fence. And then these neighbors horses are across two fences in this other pasture, but it's, it's, uh, parallel to their pasture. And so they, um, you know, they all know the horses, they go up to the fence and they, you know, they're, the point is that there's all these fences that we put up and we keep all these, these horses separate, but in their minds, 
they're all one big herd, really. You know, they have to respond differently than they would in the wild because they're a domesticated herd and they do know that they have these barriers in between them. So it affects how they, you know, um, for, you know, where they stand in, in the herd hierarchy, which is always evolving and moving and changing, by the way. You know, different horses stand guard at different times uh, while others rest. Um, but the point being is that these fences don't matter. You know, these are just barriers that we put up to separate us. And in the literal sense, obviously, we need these fences. But it just gets you thinking about the way in which we as humans put up these barriers like fences in our minds and in our bodies and in our hearts. And we block out uh, those that we might otherwise be able to support and we might otherwise be able to care for and engage with. And a lot of times those barriers just aren't needed. You know, there's times when we, you know, speaking to boundaries that we do need to set up boundaries and, uh, you know, protect our energy in that way. But when it comes to things like this and people in need and people, you know, just being, having human uh, experiences and we, we tend to silo ourselves and we stay in our own little uh, circle. We don't want to upset anything. We don't want to um, interfere, you know, even for me with these neighbors, knowing that there's uh, not a good relationship between them and the owners of this property, uh, you know, would have prevented me from where I might normally say, is there anything I can do? You know, I just let myself be available instead. Um, you know, that's a human thing that I put in there is that, you know, I could have still said something, um, even if there was nothing I could do, but, you know, we tend to really block each other out in times of need. And, you know, just in general, we, we, we block people out that otherwise could, you know, we might be able to connect with, you know, I, d I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole, but, you know, even there, you know, look at how much, how many people like before all that happened that we were, close to and we're friends with and then that you know the the type of barrier that that puts in there the way in which we forget our human uh you know our humanity in all these moments um and we forget that we are all connected and that we are all one and that you know at the end of the day we we are meant to raise each other lift each other up uh, not be separated into, you know, little, little groups. We come from community. We come from, you know, the whole term, it takes a village. You know, we come from being together in, in community, being together, uh, you know, storytelling comes from us, from being gathered around the campfire, all of us together sharing our experiences to elevate the whole. And it was just such a, a stark reminder as I'm watching, you know, they didn't have to, you know, go over and, I mean, support the horse. I mean, they did because they're horses and they're wise and they know uh, they want to treat each other uh, in that way and be respectful. And um, that doesn't mean there aren't horses that don't get along. It's different, but they don't hold on to the to the stories and the negativity and keep those barriers up. 
you know, when, when one is in need, all are in need, right? Because one in the herd being weak affects the whole herd. And just like with us, you know, when we let our fellow man, fellow woman, uh, you know, fall, when we are not there to support, when they don't have community, you know, it affects all of us, even if we can't see it. You know, it's easy to get lost in the sea of, you know, there's billions of people and we're just like a little speck on this planet. And um, we think that that what we do doesn't matter. And it does. I mean, have you ever seen butterfly effect or heard of the butterfly effect? I mean, it's an actual thing of where the butterfly's wings, you know, flaps somewhere and across the world. It could cause like a whole different weather pattern uh, to occur. Um, you know, it, that's really what it comes down to. We we all matter and we all have a place and we all have um, a role to play, so to speak. Um, and in that role, we have choice. But, uh, you know, we all matter to the whole of, of our humanity. And um, I think that we forget that that one thing, that one someone drops something and we pick it up for them. Someone's trying to get on the elevator and we hold the door. You know, those little moments that literally can affect someone's entire day, entire week, uh, entire perspective on a situation, entire perspective on humanity. And I think when we can remember to come back and, you know, find comfort in the fact that we all really are connected to one another and have the ability to, to grow and support and be one for, for the highest good for the betterment of everybody. And I think particularly in this holiday season, you know, it's, it's even easier to forget. We get caught up people having to buy presents, feeling guilty for not getting presents, for not going to parties and for, um, not getting the cards out on time, which is what we need to do. Um, you know, we let those things in, get in, in our head and, you know, oh, this is all, they just want me to buy them presents. They just want me to you know, play a part here. And, and in reality, we got to remember, it's all about our, our togetherness. And it's about us dropping those borders and dropping those fence lines and, and coming together as one and with love and compassion and joy for the time that we're here. And I just think that that there was so much wisdom in, in this exchange I witnessed and I wish I could share, share a video of it, but I don't have it, but, um, I hope I relate it in a way that makes sense and that can land for you. And, um, you know, it wasn't really what I intended to talk about today as we are about to head into, um, this new year. Um, there probably will not be a, um, podcast this next week. I'll probably be taking a break and then be back the week after. Um, but I hope that this can kind of shift your perspective a little bit around what, what this time of year, uh, you know, can be, um, and that we have choice to, you know, change whatever is not 
working right now. And if it means that you need to put up fences, that's okay to you. If you need your space in this season, but we just need to be able to communicate that in a healthy way, right? Um, we just need to be able to say, hey, I just need some time and I need to take my space. And, or, or we invite those in that maybe we otherwise block out because we just don't, uh, don't want to go, we don't want to have to deal with certain things or we don't want to have to entertain or this, that, or the other and, and just kind of come together and be together and not worry about all the, uh, external things that we normally feel like we have to have with decorations and, and food and cards and just say, Hey, I'm thinking about you and, you know, really letting people know they matter to you and that they, uh, are on your mind and that in this season in particular, that we are loved. So as we move forward through this holiday season to the new year, um, I just want to remind you that every day is a new day. Um, I know we have a new year and it's a big deal when we're talking about new year uh, um, intentions and how this is going to be the best year yet. And it's like my, my mentor, Hillary Schneider, always tells me, she's like, you know, it's 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 hard to just say we're going to have a, you know, this is going to be a good year or a bad year because there's always going to be good and bad in the year. I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs. That's, you know, that's life. That's we're human and things happen and it's all about how we're going to respond to it. And so I think if we can look at it more from each new day and how we can show up in that day and how we can show up for each other in that new day, because we get back what we give, right? So if we're putting all this out, all this energy of togetherness and love and support, you know, it's what we're going to get back, even when it doesn't feel like it. It's uh, because we will have those moments. You know, if we can respond with grace, both for ourselves and others, grace and compassion, you know, it's going to come, it's going to come back to you. And, and we should do it because we want to that for others as well. You know, we want to, to be a light in the world. We want to be, um, supporting one another and seeing each other be successful and seeing each other be happy and joyful. And, uh, and they will want that in return for us. Even when we feel the most alone, there is someone out there that is thinking of you. So just know that. And I hope, um, I hope this leaves you guys with a a little bit of a good, good note for the end of this year and the end of um, this holiday season and um, that you can carry forward the spirit of humanity and uh, love and joy to one another um, even, even after the season ends and as we move forward and taking each new day uh, just for that one day at a time one day at a time, guys. And as always, keep creating, keep bringing your unique light to the world because you matter so much. And I appreciate you all for being here and for listening and continuing to journey with me. Um, And I will be back here. uh, Likely, probably, I don't know, we might do it on New Year's Day. Keep an eye out. It's coming. 
Uh, but we will be doing a, uh, I'll be back in a, about a week and a half, probably. All right. Much love and light to you all. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Um, and we'll be back here soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Nicole Romero Creative Podcast. I hope you found this inspiring and motivating, and if so, please share with your friends or anyone that you think would enjoy this content. If you'd like to get to know me more, you can visit NicoleRomeroCreative.com, find me on Instagram at NicoleRomeroCreative, or you can join me and your creative peers over in the Creative Catalyst community on Facebook. That is a very engaged group, and we would love to have you and you can share your ideas, join in on inspiration and topics, and let me know anything that you want to hear in this podcast or ask any questions that this content may have brought up for you. So until next time, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, creativity matters and your particular brand of creativity matters. So keep lighting up the world with what makes you you.